This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. Take all your applications, put them into one electronic form, ha- send that electronic form to your client, and Indio software will populate back to all those applications. Yeah, I'm going to add, um, I was just on the NetView income forum, and somebody had asked a question about Indio, and current user uh, wrote this back. I just copied it out. We are using Indio and absolutely love it. It's a way of automating, managing, and streamlining the application process. Uh, so that's from an actual user. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast. I'm Steve Anderson uh, here along with my co-host, Ryan Deeds. Ryan, always great to have another conversation with you. Absolutely, man. Good to see you again. Well, you know, you and I have been a, a bit busy. We're uh, actually recording this over a Zoom call again because we've uh, had lots going on. Uh, I know you have, and uh, September is actually a really busy travel month for me. And so uh, we want to keep these uh, episodes coming out, uh, these shows. And so, um, so anyway, with that said, Ryan, you've got some exciting news. I do. I do. Uh, you know, and I, I have a, I had a significant role change from the Crichton group IT director to the VP of technology and data for Assurex Global. And for those that don't know Assurex Global, that is an association, a group, an organization that has um, about 107 different partners, uh, about 50 in the States and um, a significant amount of international partners, all insurance agencies. And um, personally, I'd been a part of an Assurex firm for the duration of my career for the most part. And the, I, the people that I had met there, the excellence that, that, that I had been a part of in some of these high tech meetings, uh, you know, there's, there's so many individuals that helped shape my career that was, that were a part of a Surex agencies that when the CEO, Jim Hackbarth came and said, Hey Ryan, we're, we're curious about your desire to come and work for us and with us. Um, it was touching. It was really, really something that resonated with me. I'm a collaborator, as you know, and in that role, it put me in the best place that I felt to collaborate and build cool stuff for agencies. It gave me a, a broader market, but it took me out of, took me out of the insurance agency space specifically, you know, and I definitely miss that. And, and I love the Crichton group and Cooper and all the folks there. And it's, you know, waking up in the morning and not having an agency to worry about has been an interesting mental shift for me. But this is my second week with Assurex and it's been very exciting. My first week I spent in Vegas and uh, the second week I'm in Columbus and working through um, trying to understand the job and all the things that it entails. <laughs> and it's, it, it has, it's been very yeah, exciting. So, 
That's great. So yeah, SureX is headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. So um, you'll, I'm sure, be spending a bit of time there. And Assurance Global, the partners actually own the organization. When the firms come in, they have ownership in the organization and uh, obviously a say in, in what goes on and, and what happens. And all Assurex partners are uh, privately held. So there are no public companies uh, as part of uh, that organization. Uh, and then they also have kind of a couple other uh, pieces that, that interplay also in terms of their um, – Agents, uh, agency, agents, broker, errors and emissions captive uh, that are is is managed out of the organization, and actually quite a few fingers and hands. And uh, Ryan, as you said, they're they're global. They have quite a number of uh, uh, insurance organizations across the world, and so it sure sounds like you'll have an opportunity, as as you say, to uh, maybe play and. Uh, and make some cool stuff. I, I like the way you say that. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely you know it's it's you're shifting your mind around from you know being a, an independent agency advocate for your specific agency to the broader market. And so, obviously, I'm trying to get my head around that. But I've been introduced to some really cool agencies, and everybody's trying to get their head around tech. And that's one of the reasons that I've been afforded this opportunity is to help uh, try to identify that and clarify it for them. And so. I'm hoping that I'm up to the challenge and, and maximize the opportunity. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. And, and I'm, I'm sure you will be. And uh, our whole focus in doing this particular podcast is really operational excellence. And um, Ryan, it certainly sounds like you'll have an opportunity to uh, do that and work on that for a broader, wider range of firms that, um, that you can bring some of what you've done uh, at Crichton and other ideas and things that you have into those firms to uh, improve how they interact with clients and carriers and processes and all of the things that go into making a uh, really a top-notch, excellent uh, insurance organization. So uh, congratulations on that. I think that'll be uh, a fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I do, I do too. I mean, I've always dreamed about working with operational data for multiple insurance agencies. And so I got to do that. And, and I mean, it's a nerdy, like, bucket list dream come true thing. But, you know, I'm sitting there and I have 100 <laughs> agencies data at my fingertips. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And so, you know, I think that as the agencies learn, uh, maybe from me, I will also learn from them. And to, to have to see how different agencies drive revenue and excellence is going to be a very very key component of this, and I, it's just going to be an awesome learning experience. So, super stoked about all. Yeah, that. and I, you know, I thought I would actually was was very interested in in the title VP of Technology and Data, yeah. and um, I, I thought that was really interesting because data is such a key to better understanding an organization. And what are some of the hidden gems in, in that data? And, and I think insurance organizations, agents and brokers especially, have been struggling a bit with, okay, how do I understand? I have all this data. I have all this policy information. I have all the transactions. I have all the financial. I have all, all this information. You know, what else can we do with it to better understand what we're doing now and better understand how we can improve, you know, what we're doing? So uh, I look forward to talking in future episodes about all the cool stuff you're building around uh, helping these organizations certainly get uh, better visibility into um, the data and information that, that everybody's gathering. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to see that stuff either. 
(laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Well, I also wanted to, you had said earlier that you had an opportunity to go to InsureTech Connect, uh, also known as ITC now. Uh, It's, I think, believe it's its third year. And so I, uh, in my kind of dealings and, and interactions with agents and brokers, not too many really understand what that is and why they should even pay attention to it. So you spend, what, three days there? Give us a little bit of an idea of what it is, uh, maybe some things that you saw that were interesting and, and maybe some key takeaways that, that you think agents and brokers should be aware of and, and pay attention to. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, I got there uh, on that Monday and then really tried to inundate myself with all stuff ITC. And so what it is, it, it, I, I think the genesis of it was a place for new companies that were trying to get into insure and space would come and share success stories, challenges, and products that they had with the insurance vertical so they could kind of have a, a showcase display. I think that that was the original impetus behind it. Um, this year they had 6,000 people show up to this conference. And I mean, that is a lot of people to go to an insurance technology conference that is non-vendor specific, you know, because this mm-hmm. is not about Vertifor or Applied or any one product. It is a multitude of of products, some being one-person shops that have written some kind of bot that they think is going to change the consumer experience for uh, somebody in the insurance space. Um, Then there's, you know, $10 million, $20 million companies that are there that have created products that that are like agency management systems. I mean, Tech Canary was a big player there. All the big vendors, for the most part, were were there. All the tried and true vendors that we know, a lot of the carriers there, a lot of the technology there is carrier-centric. And so a lot of it is trying to help the carriers understand their policies better, trying to speed up carrier processes better. Um, I think it's important for agencies to go because if we don't start having a collective voice we're left out of the conversation and we're, we're thought of as a footnote. And, and I think in too many cases, that's where we are right now with these insure tech firms that, that if we don't get a seat at the table, if we don't come to that table and take a seat, we may find ourselves outside of that where, where we, we may always be needed, but we, we are not creating, leveraging the most effective tools to create the value for our clients and our associates that we can. Um, because it is surprising to me how little the agencies are spoken about at these, at these meetings. And the agents that I know, I mean, they are not sitting still and staying dormant. I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, guaranteed they have an awareness of what's going on around them. And from my perspective, that's what they gain the most out of going to like an ITC is, wow, some of this technology is very tangible, very real, in effect today, and it's making a difference. It may not be making a difference in, you know, the $10 million, $20 million agency today, but that's not to say that with with good vision and good accountability and culture that I couldn't. Um, I just feel like maybe we're, we're ostrich syndrome a little bit. Like, Hey, if we, if we don't look at this, if we don't see it, then it's not happening. 
I think that's one thing that keeps us from going. And the other, I think when, when agencies struggle with electronic form delivery, thinking about AI or bots is very, very, it seems spacey almost. But it's not. I mean, all of this stuff has to be talked about and looked at. And you need to be making the decision. Hey, that's a technology that I think is cool. We can't leverage it because of our culture's not there. Accountability's not there. You know, you have to at least be able to recognize what options you have out there. I saw a cool tool I saw that I think is very impactful is this policy checking tool. I'm not going to get into to who's doing what and selling what we'll, we'll talk more in broad strokes, but you know, there is a tool that's, that was being pitched there that can take two policies and within 20 seconds out the difference in those policies, you know, from a coverage perspective and then show that to the account manager who then going to educate your client more effectively and then package that up in a pretty little package and send it to the client. And so does that help that account manager do her job more effectively? She, can she handle more clients if she leverages that tool? And if she can't, whose fault is that? Is that the operations of the organization that, that has just said, eh, we're not doing this tech thing? I mean, those are the questions that I kind of want to get into with the agencies is if they're not going to ITC, is it a lack of an awareness? Is it because they are so far behind the perceived curve today that they, that they can't take it anymore? Or they just kind of said, ah, that stuff doesn't pertain to me because I mean, and so from your opinion, when you, when you see the, I saw like maybe 10, 15 brokers there, there's just not very many. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's very true. And I, in, in my mind, when we, you know, insure tech has become such a buzzword now, but it just is, you know, t- firms that are, generally technology oriented that are focused on the insurance ecosystem, you know, as you mentioned, kind of everywhere from carriers to consumers to uh, real-time insurance, uh, just-in-time agents and brokers. And I personally separate kind of the insure techs that are enemies of the distribution and insure techs that are friendly. You know, our our, uh, sponsor, uh, India, is, is certainly an example of uh, a company that is seeking to help streamline the interaction you have with your customers when filling out forms, for example. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's a number of things. I think one, you know, uh, again, average age of an agency shareholder is approaching retirement age or, or something in there. You know, do they have the energy to be able to, to pick up and learn and, and do some things that, uh, that they might need to do? On the other hand, I'm, I, I feel like I'm seeing more and more younger owners, younger people starting agencies, working in agencies, taking over agencies that do see the vision for the future. And, uh, you know, InsureTech Connect is certainly one place where you can go and get a, a broad idea of, okay, what is out there and what can help us? What might be a threat? Uh, I would want to see that. You know, and what takeaways can we have in terms of, okay, are we actually treating our customers the way some of these firms that want to cut out the distribution systems say they treat their customers, meaning faster, quicker, et cetera. So I think there's a whole lot of things there. And it is a way to get an early idea. Now, 6,000 people, it's a bit overwhelming. The sessions and how do you how do you you know meet anybody and I mean I get all of that kind of stuff, 
but it is very different than, uh, as you mentioned, the vendor conventions, right? We've got Applied coming up here shortly. Uh, Vertifor is typically uh, in the spring. They may have 2,000, 2,500 uh, there. You know, this is uh, at almost a little over double that size. That's, that's hard to get my head around. Um, so I do think it's something that agents and brokers, owners need to be thinking about or at least trying and seeing where are they getting information on what's new, what's coming, what's the next two, three, five years. And I think this may be one of those that, that can provide some of that input. No, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, when you think about customer experience and just like, just like with Indio, you better make the decision why you don't use that product, right? Okay. I mean, if you can, it better not be because of lack of awareness. I mean, because that, that to me is a challenge. You know, if you're, an, if, you're an indus, if you're in the agency space and you see tools that are going to increase your operational excellence that, that, that can be successfully implemented, I, you, you, you need to at least have your discussions around your ops table to say, look, this is a cool thing. Do we not have the bandwidth to be able to take a hard look at it? Because two years, which flies by, comes too damn quick. And, and I mean, if you're not purposefully saying right now is not the right time, we're going to examine that in six months. If these three things are fixed, then, then we'll put it in place. Typically, I don't think it's a technological issue. I think it is a focus mm -hmm. Uh, making sure that you understand the work required to make that technology effective in your organization. I, I think that they're that oftentimes that the, and InsureTech does this themselves. They sell a product with a promise that, Hey, you put this in and it just works. I am exact opposite. Right? You're going to spend a ton of time and a ton of effort and a ton of energy getting this to work effectively and it's going to be a hard slog, harder than it would be to retain the status quo in the short term, but your long-term gain is going to be much better off. I, I, it drives me insane that we don't have – I mean, I want to be there with 100 agencies where we have a voice to, where we can say, you know what, you cannot do that. That's not That doesn't work. That product is wrong, but we maybe will partner with you to make that a, a better – product offering that actually solves a real need that we have because right now you have these folks that are building things on a perceived need and so a lot of times you'll see it and you'll be like wow that's kind of neat but like i saw a consumer education product and it was a bot that talked to this consumer and it did all this stuff and i'm like well well how how oftentimes outside of the claim cycle do you have insureds coming and asking about their insurance? Because it doesn't happen very much. And he's like, and the, the insure tech vendor was like, Oh no, this happens all the time. And I'm like, where are your statistics on this? Cause I know our clients, you know? And so um, a lot of times they've created a product that solved a problem that didn't exist, but agency principal, you know, operations person, you should at least understand what's out there because the next iteration of that may be better, may be more beneficial. And maybe you can be instrumental in creating that because I think like Steve said, I mean, there are insure tech companies that are anti brokers and there are insure tech products that are pro brokers. And just like India, India is a pro broker insure tech firm, Ask Kodiak, mm -hmm. pro broker insure tech firm. 
you, you need to seriously at least have the discussions on why aren't we trying to go down this road. Um, without at least trying, you'll probably have to fail three or four times before you get anything working. You might as well start failing today. So in three years, you can say, we've learned from those mistakes and we were able to correctly implement it this last time. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's actually one of the barriers because as an industry, we're not used to failing multiple times before we get it right. If we fail, it didn't work. And, and therefore we won't do it again. And, and I think that mindset is a real challenge, uh, especially in today's world um, because uh, you don't know what's going to work. I don't know what's going to work. These firms actually don't know what's going to work. Most of the firms, you know, high percentage of them that were there probably won't be in business in two or three years. Right. That's just the reality, but they're out there trying, experimenting and testing and seeing what's, what's what. And, you know, I think if we're going to improve operations, we've got to be more forthright in testing and trying new things that are uncomfortable for us. Uh, and this really comes, I've, I've been doing a really a deep research, a deep dive into Amazon and really trying to understand what has made them. Why are they so successful? And I, from the very beginning, the phrase that comes over and over and over again is customer obsession. And I don't think our industry has, has that. I don't think we obsess over the customer. And I think the more we think about starting with the customer and working back, and you know, we'd already talked about taking friction out, that speed is neat. I mean, it's all part of that conversation. But it, it has to start with, I don't know if this is gonna work or not, but it looks like something we should test. That's the thing to me, it's like, guys, because even if you went, if you sent your op COO to InsureTech Connect and they saw a bunch of cool stuff that didn't pertain to you, does that COO come back and say, you know what, we can't implement any of that, but I got an idea for something that may be able to, to, to work and let's go with this, you know? And so the generation of new ideas in our environment is happening without us. And we are better suited to to give those ideas than those damn insurtech firms all day long. I, I truly believe that. And those insurtech firms that partner closely with agencies are going to be more successful. But we got to show up. We got to show up. Yeah, I like the phrase you used earlier. We don't need to just get a seat at the table. We need to take a seat at the table. You know, this is one place, perhaps, uh, where that can start happening. And I think the more the distribution system sees their value and their need to look at these new things, uh, the better able will continue to be the, the preferred method of distributing insurance uh, products and services. So I'm, I'm convinced of that. I know you are too. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, you know what, let's just go ahead and, uh, and uh, leave it at that. Uh, Takeaway for me, for those that are listening is, Find ways to get better information about some of the new stuff that's out there. You know, certainly some industry publications. Uh, look up uh, in any of the multiple articles that are being written and will be written about InsureTech Connect. Try and understand, put the dates on your calendar for next year and start thinking about, okay, what, what do I have to do? 
And by the way, it's probably going to be uncomfortable because it's not with the, your buddies, you know, or the people you're familiar with. It is new and different. And I think the more we're able to engage, the better off we'll be. Yeah, my takeaway is be honest with yourself, agency people. Make sure that if we're looking at things that are not having an impact or we cannot put something in place, look at ourselves with honesty about why that is because you're going to have to address those concerns at some point if you're going to want to survive. And you're going to have to figure out how to fail, learn lessons, and fail again. And then, and then ultimately, you're going to succeed. But those agencies are the ones that are going to succeed. So honesty and failure, baby, it's what I'm all about. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Brian, always great to talk to you. And uh, as we sign off, I want to thank uh, Indio again for uh, sponsoring our uh, show. Uh, appreciate them. And uh, if you need information about that platform we talked about, you can go to www.useindio.com and uh, schedule a demo. We encourage you to take a look at it. See if it's a tool that will work for your organization. And if not, answer, ask the question, why? Why? Yeah, right. Very good. All right, Ryan, thanks. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. To learn why over a thousand agents use Indio, go to www.useindio.com/podcast.